This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. End of recording. Uh, uh. <laughs> Ricardo the Elf. Shaco. <laughs> I love Shaco. Uh, Whoa. Uh, uh, <laughs> Why is that coffin ticking? <laughs> Woo! Woo! I got an issue with the Heineken one. Yeah, have you had it? No, I have an issue with the damn trailer or the commercial for mm-hmm. it, where they're all out on like a business meeting. You guys are like, I'll take a Heineken, and everyone's else is like, Jeremy, you have a business presentation after this, and he's yeah. like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I just really need the taste of a shitty ass Heineken. Yeah, like, and I'm like, okay, someone should really, someone should reach out to Jeremy after this is all done. <laughs> someone gonna get a wet ass, that's for sure. The Padawan made a wooden lightsaber, which is pretty awesome. Not very effective though. No, he's he wasn't made out of wood. The blade part, you dingus. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, just the handle was like wood. Wood engraved, like or mahogany or something like he's that. He's just holding a stick, and he's like, like, yeah, he doesn't really get it, does he? We well, think there's a bit me. of a language barrier. That. Hey, folks, losing a lot of rebel lives here. We're gonna need to postpone some things. Oh, jeez. Oh, gee. Oh, goof, get off that auto turret. God. Well, gosh. Gosh, Mick. I thought that was a veterator class. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. A tre. A dwe. A tre. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. This is the Craft Beer's Geek News Podcast, where we talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeking nuggets of pop culture. Who could speak to these things but myself? Hi, Donnie here, and my good man, Mr. Laos Man. How are you? I'm doing awesome. That is great. Um, perfect. If... Y'all from the show are not familiar, uh, welcome. And uh, we usually sit here and talk. We have a couple segments. We're going to talk about craft beer, what's going on, local stories, some geek news, a little teaser here for you, a lot of Disney stuff, a lot of Star Wars stuff. Um, those of you that are familiar with the channel and have been listening, you'll notice that there is no This Week in Geek, and that is because Joe's feeling under the weather this week. He really blew it out at Florida Craft Beer Day, and uh, we just had a blast. So if you have heard that uh, already... Thanks. If you haven't, please take a listen to Florida Craft Beer Day. It was a lot of fun. Did you have fun, Lost Man? Absolutely. That was that was a really, really good time. That was probably one of the best because it was just the most chill dialogue setting, whatever. It was a great Florida Craft Beer Day. So highly yeah. suggest checking that one out. Chick chicken? Chicken. Grab go well, to your local farm. <laughs> get I'm, several eggs. This is I'm the re- incubation <laughs> period. <laughs> I'm reading a story that we're going to get into, um, and it says licking, and but I said I meant to say checking, and so it's licking. Uh, anyways, um, how how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm rip roaring, ready to rock. I am too, and I want to get right into it if you don't mind. So we can kick it off with our "What are you drinking? What are you going to drink?" segment, sir. What are you What are you drinking? So this one, oh boy, 
been sitting on this one for a while. Um, a while. A while. And I actually, this is one very rare. I teased it uh, a couple of weeks ago. But very excited. My buddy got this. My buddy Katad. Oh, yeah. You knew his ah. Mm-hmm. This is the Hop Avenger IPA by New Belgium. Mm-hmm. So it is cool looking. He yeah, is, is. A, a little superhero, the skeleton guy. Um, and this is actually uh, not the only beer I want to talk about tonight, um, but it is the only beer I'm sampling tonight. The other one I would like to tease. I have two. I have two. Okay, well, I'm not drinking the other one tonight, so I would like to tease that one. Okay, we'll get fine. to that in a minute, but okay. the Hop Avenger, the IPA Hop Avenger is what I'm having tonight. Um, and I, I, I just got to say before I even crack it open, uh, I'm a huge fan of New Belgium, the way they're doing this. The way oh, they're, yeah. They're doing these these little, I don't know if they're short-term, uh, pop-a-tap again. Uh, I don't know if these are short-term um, like releases or, or if they're going to continue to produce these, but they've kind of just, they're Voodoo Ranger they're Voodoo Ranger oh yeah, like the, it's like the the series, yeah, this is the Ranger series that they're yeah. like doing all sorts of weird little stuffs. Yeah, and they they started small, but they really kind of caught they've they've kind of caught on in my opinion. And I've I've yet to have one that I don't like. I mean, the Voodoo yeah. Ranger, then there's the Imperial, then there's the Hazy, and then there's uh, this one, which is their Hop IPA, and then um, the one I'll tease shortly here um, is another part of the Voodoo series, but. Yeah, this is actually whoop. Okay, <laughs> wow, that is uh, did not expect that one. Took a cool drag. What'd you hit? Uh, so that was the hop IPA. Um, there it is, hop forward, as you say quite frequently. Yeah. Wow, that um, that was palpable. It tastes palpable. like a. It tastes like a hop. Like it is pretty <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> You're not supposed to suck on them. You're just supposed to drink them. I'm gonna spit them back out. And <laughs> <laughs> no, your mouth of all the hops. <laughs> I thought we were eating. Um, no, this is um, this is actually wow. Okay, so I've not had a beer like this. Um, what do you mean? Compare? What is it compared to? I'm getting there. <laughs> um, so it is seven point seven. So it's not like super crazy, but it is up there for IPAs. Um, it literally. Hmm. Wow. Ooh, it is almost abrasive a little bit. Really. Um, yeah, so it's very, very hot forward, and then the flavor just sort of trails off immediately. Like, like once you once you actually take a sip, it, you kind of you get this initial, really, really initial, like very bold, very hot flavor, and then it kind of immediately dissipates. Um, it's good. It's actually not bad. Um, I like it a lot. But I think my buddy got this to make chili, <laughs> um, and that's why he gave me one. Um, but but yeah, it's it's. Uh, the only thing I'm really getting is the hop forwardness, and it is very like bold. Bold. <laughs> is there any malt to it, or is it just like straight up tart, piney bitterness? Uh, I believe there's malt to it. I'm not. Re- you know, this is my worst part on the whole podcast. It's okay, but I believe there's malt to it, but it's really not very malty. I would say whatever hops they used for this were just in your face. In your face. It's probably a uh, a secondary like um, you know hop addition where it's actually like later in the game. They add them to the boil. They add them actually like in dry hopping, and it makes it very very hoppy. This one has just that upfront like wowzers. Like you know exactly what you just took a sip of. I'm I'm glad they added the word hop into the. Uh, no, they added more hops to the mix. No, <laughs> um, the word hop to the name because that's that's pretty accurate. 
Hop Avenger. Yeah, it's it's actually got a pretty good rating on Beer Advocate. It's but good. yeah, it's it's quite intense. Um, yeah, I was not ready for that. It sounds very very intense. What else are they saying about it? it it's saying it's good. It's just it's very very dry. There's or not dry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's very very hoppy. Um, it's a little citrus, a little bit tropical, but um, in a very imp- like an almost imperial base, uh, which would make it very strong. Medium mouth uh, feel and body is pretty refreshing, uh, but it's very very strong. <laughs> yeah, hop, hop, hop wise. Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with that. So maybe I should look those reviews up before I get I give it the old good or not good. <laughs> yeah, relatively easy going, slightly dry, uh, but definitely a lot going on. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I would absolutely almost agree. almost hazy. You know, what? I think probably it's not a, as tropical though, not as citrusy. I think I might start doing my beer reviews like that. I'll read everyone else's and then go <laughs> yes or no. Yes or no. All right. Know. Well, uh, let me get into the one I brought because I brought this one purely for conversation. <laughs> what? I said, oh, fine. Oh, I'm done. Fine. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> done. I was done. I brought this for for conversation more so than like actually a beer that I enjoyed. But after having a couple of them, I think I had a six-pack of them, um, they're actually pretty drinkable. Uh, so what I brought was, and I, again, this is because it's a, it's an AB brand, technically, um, the Goose Island Solo. So it's like a low-calorie IPA. You know, have you had any of those yet? Because they're kind of like happening. It's a thing. It's Clearly, everything I do is low-calorie. Right, right. All <laughs> I do is wean. I mean, <laughs> yes. This is this is it's got 98 calories and it says it's an IPA but the reason I got this one I think I I think I even like teased this one a while ago but I'm I'm trying to experience these low alcohol IPAs low alcohol craft beers you can just say they are like air quotes but they're they're low alcohol and this one actually has only 98 calories in it um, and it's three percent alcohol, so it's like, why would you drink this? Well, there's been plenty of times that you and I, specifically together, have been at like parties or family get-togethers where it's like, well, I got a long day ahead of me, I got to do X, Y, Z. I don't want to, you know, I want to go to a little Timmy's birthday party, but I don't want to, like, you know, get sloshed as I'm leaving. So, so these low calories are kind of intriguing to me. And my buddy at work, it was actually like, oh, um, you know, I went to this brewery and it's a zero percent alcohol brewery. I was like, well, what the hell is that? And it's like, no, like they have alcohol, but it's like 0.05. It's like the non-alcoholic, you know, beers. Yeah. But they have flavor like IPA and stouts and porters and all this stuff that he was telling me. So I'm like, all right. So now as I'm, as I'm out and about and I see them, I, I tend to pick them up when I can. So I had to try this low-cal um, Goose Island. But um, it's, a, it's a low-cal IPA, but it really doesn't have the same IPA flavor. Hmm. It's like some sort of imitation yeah it is it's it's weird because it's not bad like i've drank a bunch of non-alcoholic beer in my day i've tried you know st Polly's girl and in, in the i haven't tried the heineken one i've had a whole bunch of different ones but from a I, low alcohol standpoint it's really good i got an issue with the heineken one yeah, have stupid. you had it no i have an issue with a damn trailer or the commercial for mm-hmm. it where they're all out at like a business meeting. You guys are like, yeah. I'll take a Heineken. And everyone's like, else is like, Jeremy, you have a business presentation after this. And he's yeah. like, I got it. <laughs> I got it. I just really need the taste of a shitty ass Heineken. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm like, okay, someone should really, someone should reach out to Jeremy after this is all done. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, 
I don't know. I, again, I don't love Goose's line. I'll get a Goose when I'm at like a B-dubs or somewhere that doesn't have specifically like, again, quote, quote unquote, craft beer. But yeah. they offer this as craft beer, so I'll drink Goose. I don't know if I would drink this besides going to a party where I knew I was going to drive later. <laughs> like if you, if you wanted to just be able to have a beer or two and still, you know, the, the other beer I'm drinking, and this is why I said I have two, is because I'm drinking a Torpedo, of course, our official sponsor. It's just essentially the, the Sierra Nevada Torpedo <laughs> Extra I mean, yeah. IPA. Yeah, um, of course. But I'm drinking that, and that's got 7.5% opposed to the Goose that has 3% alcohol. So it's like... I you can definitely taste the difference. There is absolutely a difference and a reason. I don't know if I'm sold on these low to no alcohol beers yet, but I'm interested to keep trying them because unlike the White Claw fad of 2019 into 2020, I do think that there is space in the craft beer space for low alcohol craft beer. And I think yeah. it's interesting. So, I'm I'm intrigued. For sure. Very much yeah. so. So. Yeah, I mean, I I will be the first one to admit that um, you know every once in a while I have my grumpy weeks where I'm not allowed to have real beers, and so I you know kind of I'm allowed to have real beers, but I keep I tone everything down, and I I will absolutely buy a an entire case of uh, Bud Select 55, and I will do it with a smile on my face because I'm like you know what if I'm just kicking back I want to play some video games I want to hang out you know um, if everyone else is drinking beers. Ah, uh, these Bud Select 55s, and they've got half the alcohol, so I can have two or three of those, and it's the equivalent of a beer and a half. So yeah, I and mean, that's and that's where I see that that's where I see the value in them. I'm like yeah. that actually it makes good sense. Like that, I I get why they're kind of a thing, and I get why people are kind of gravitating towards them because there there's a space for them for sure. Like I think there's an absolutely room in the market for a non-alcoholic beer. There's a whole there's a whole section. Think about it. Of all the craft beers, eight thousand. There is eight. We'll get into this in a second, but there are eight thousand breweries in the United States. Eight thousand. When we started this podcast, there was like sixty-two hundred. So we have seen an influx of you know like eighteen hundred breweries in the last few years, which is which is fast. There's there's Walmart shelves, Publix shelves are not getting any wider, right? Yeah. There's just <laughs> more and more beer flooding the market. But there's a section for non-alcoholic beer, and previously. Um, there's been like three brands. It's been, you know, crap, crap, or crap. And yep. so like you start experimenting with these low-cal, low-alcohol beers, and you're like, wow, that's kind of an untouched market. So I kind of get why it's there. Will it stick around? I'm not sure, but but I'm intrigued. So, hmm. yeah. so that's why I got it. Anything else you're drinking? Uh, well, no. The one I want to tease is again it's another one in the um it would be the voodoo ranger or i guess this is the ranger series i don't know um but the voodoo ranger is the one the first one i knew about um the next one in the series was actually part of my valentine's day gift so my valentine's day gift was pretty awesome Um, it was impressive i saw pictures yep it was a heart-shaped pile of beer and ramen noodles And when you say it like that, it it doesn't have the same romantic quality that it did at that moment. But it was just a very sweet, uh, like just gesture. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. It was just a very sweet, like, thing to do. It was thoughtful. It was thoughtful. That's exactly it. And she even went to the length to uh, have all those beers chilled. (laughs) So it was one of those ones I came home like, oh, look at this, this is beautiful, and then. 
well, I'm just going to take a little bit off the top here. And, uh, yeah, so I have had several different kinds of craft beer, all pretty good. Really, really like them. Um, and the next one, I uh, won't name any names, but it is, again, part of the Ranger series, and it's space-oriented. So All right. Pretty cool. Um, nice, that, nice little hot tease on that. Oh, yeah, it's a sweet tease. <laughs> sweet tease. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like that. The old sweet tease, a little segment there. I like it. Yeah. Well, there was the reason I asked if you had any more because I, cigar, our, our buddies at Cigar City released a beer since the last time we cast it, which, so we basically had cast it on like the first week of February and then hadn't casted since Florida Craft Beer Day, which was 10 days ago. And now we're casting this week. So it's been, a, it's, February is always a weird month for us in our schedule. Things get jumbled up, they get mixed around, but. Um, since our last cast and before Florida Craft Beer Day, um, Cigar City actually released the Florida Man Double IPA. And I didn't know if you got a chance to see this, but when I read the description, um, I thought of you specifically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and no, I was like, we got we to gotta include this. First off, this, this donger is 8.5% ABV. It's like, that is a strong boy. That is a very strong boy. It that- came out... <laughs> That'll Go make ahead. you famous. Yeah, that'll yeah. make you famous. That'll get you. That'll get you. Yeah, that'll get you some likes on YouTube. <laughs> but um, it, it's called the Florida Man, and it's basically fueled by all the reports of, you know, in the news. Florida Man arrested for serving beer to an alligator. Florida Man arrested for licking a doorbell. <laughs> like all these weird things, um, that the Florida, you know, Florida Man has. Believe it or not, X Y Z. So. Um, it's kind of in the zeitgeist of, of pop culture, and I just think that you know, Cigar City makes great beer. This one, um, oof, it's a, it's got a little bit of guava, a little bit of peach, some English ale yeast in it that that kind of makes it crisp and it adds a different roundness and a different body that normally double IPAs don't have. And again, it's clocking in at eight point five percent. Woof. So. Um, it is available forty one states in select international markets. Um, again, Clementine, Guava, uh, inspired by some truly, truly unbelievable stories. But man, uh, it sounds cool, and I haven't seen it yet. But I, I also haven't, haven't obviously I haven't tried it. So if anybody out there sees it, please uh, Facebook uh, or go to our group on Facebook, the uh, Florida Crap. Or excuse me. Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook group and check it out or at least give us a review because I'd love to see what people think of it. And then send us a selfie of you shotgun funneling it into a gator. Good <laughs> like God. a gator's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, however you want to celebrate being a Florida Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Or, or woman. Um, it's not a gender thing. Or, no, that's true. It's 2020. You know, by George yep. or Georgette. Uh, I'm all about it. That would be a cool little counter, a Florida woman. Thing. Maybe they'll do it down the road, a uh, a, a second you know version or something. Who knows? Um, Line up, girls. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I can sure. see the the miles. It's a mile long. I can see the line. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, no. just waiting to you know, <laughs> lick doorbells and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I did also because we haven't had much in terms of reflection. I know we had one episode. The first one it was also just me and you. Uh, and it was the first the first cast of 2020, and we talked about a little bit of, of reflection from the previous year. But I just the the final numbers have been posted from uh, the Brewers Association for ni- 2019 
the industry analysis, and so I wanted to give some numbers out. Um, craft beer grew only 4%, which is down slightly from 5% in 2018, uh, which is kind of crazy that it has slowed a bit. Uh, $80 billion to the U.S. economy in 2018 uh, from craft beer, which is an increase from 17, which is good. Um, and again, from 18 to 17, we saw a 11% increase in jobs, which is great for breweries. Uh, like I said, in 2019, the final numbers were compiled, but they're guessing about 8,000 breweries in the United States, which is fantastic, even though 300 had closed in 2019. And, um, and after that, there was, there was a, there's a tax reform that's still in act, uh, which could actually save some of these small craft breweries about 100% of their tax savings. So literally would, would cut their taxes, you know, by a good portion, and that's still in effect. So there's still a lot of growth. Uh, but the complete industry analysis from the Brewers Association will be released um, after the Craft Brewers Conference and Brew Expo America in San Antonio, Texas on April 19th through the 22nd. I'm sure our buddy Sean Norquist will be there. I'll catch up with Sean and see what he thinks. But um, good numbers. And we talked about the bubble, you know, at Craft Beer Day. And obviously, we haven't hit it yet or it hasn't popped. One of the two. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, they did. They referenced non-alcoholic beer being part of the fad that is kind of innovating for craft beer as a trend but we'll see kind of where the non-alcoholic low alcoholic stuff goes but i'm all about it yeah you know where i'd like to see the non-alcoholic craft beer or low you know non to low alcoholic uh, no low yeah no low um okay hashtag Uh, no low yeah oh boy yeah hashtag no low here we go um i'd like to see that at great american beer festival and the reason why is pretty apparent because <laughs> Eight, you could just 800 beers. Yeah. You could literally go down the line and be like, I like this one. Don't, you know, whatever, whatever your opinion is, you know, this one, this one, this one, this one, you know, eight pours later, you're like, you know what? This has been a great stop. A lot of cool flavors. Moving on. And not yeah. like, how that? Hey, man, your clock won't flush. Like, <laughs> you just, you're just like, uh, neat flavors. Really, really cool. Just moving down the line. Yeah. I like it. Yep. See the and again I have not been exposed to it though but I remember why I don't love this beer cuz now that I'm like more than halfway through it it's got like a weird like Ooh. have you ever had a gluten-free beer? I I think I have on X. Beer made with sorghum. It's it's not gluten, it's like a derivative that you can still extract um not sugars I guess but well maybe actually it is sugars that still create the alcohol. Anyways, it leaves this weird tangy tartness in your mouth and it's not pleasant it's not pleasant at all and that's exactly what this 98 calorie ipa three percent goose island it's not good i don't like it i don't like it very much at all (laughs) but i don't blame you yeah anyways um we're gonna do relatively quick tonight we're gonna we're gonna go relatively fast tonight i actually have a a early flight tomorrow that i've got to catch out to utah um, so we're going to have to call it a, a pretty short night, but, um, anything else on the brews or craft brews? Cause we got a couple quick hits in the geek news section and then, um, I think it might actually last us a bit. So <laughs> yeah, now I'm good. Let's go. Okay. All right. So we're ripping, uh, right into our famous segment, geek news, drink it on in, send it on back, do what you like. I don't really care. Lost man yesterday, the, Possibly biggest bombshell in terms of Star Wars news since the 
announcement of The Force Awakens. So 40 years after, roughly 40 years, it was like 38 or whatever, after uh, the uh, return of the Jedi, you know, came out in theaters, uh, they announced, well, they released, I guess, The Force Awakens, which was a fantastic time to be a Star Wars fan. Love the movie, hate the movie, what have you. We have learned a lot since then as Star Wars fans. One of the things that I think they learned was how to tell a Star Wars story. And when I say they, I mean Disney. I mean the the new proprietors of, of Star Wars and the franchise. Yesterday, literally yesterday at like 7 o'clock p.m. EST, uh, they announced Star Wars The High Republic, which blew my mind. Yeah. Did you get a chance to look at that trailer? I did. I absolutely did. I have some issues with it, but go ahead. Yep, that's okay. So previously it was referred to as Project Luminous, um, and it was set in the era of the Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order. Jedi Order? Jedi Order. The when they were at their... At the their very ornery. Probably because their, their Jedis ain't got no toothbrush and all them <laughs> teeth. Oh, God. <laughs> at their... <laughs> They're a height about 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace. So, immediately, what do you think of? I think of a younger Yoda, a middle-aged to mid-late-aged Yoda. Um, I think Coruscant. I think highfalutin robes. I think pretty fancy. And there were some screenshots that went along with this. Uh, It's really pretty interesting. At first glimpse, 200 years before The Phantom Menace, what are your quick thoughts? Uh, that wouldn't be a baby Chewbacca sledding, because that sounds adorable. <laughs> uh, but primarily, also... <laughs> That's true, because um, he... No, he wouldn't have been born yet, because he's 190 in uh, in yeah. the uh, Force Awakens. Well, like, technically in, I think, the no, last in Solo, guy. he's 100... No? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 190. So yeah. he would be, like, literally an infant. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, there's a potential of an infant. I mean, yeah, there's a potential. Man, wouldn't that be weird if you saw a baby Chewbacca? Just sledding. I want to see him sledding, because I think he'd be just having a ball. You think there's snow on Kashyyyk? I mean, he can he can go to anywhere in the universe, in the galaxy, so sure. That's I true. mean, look, this is this is my adorable thought, and I like to think of Chewbacca sledding. <laughs> so I, think I like to think of tiny baby Jesus wearing a tuxedo shirt, you know, <laughs> likes to party, but still oh. classy. Uh, in addition to that, um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think of, uh, well, I mean, I don't think it's been said yet, but Knights of the Old Republic, I think of Jedis wearing armor, which is actually pretty cool. Like, a legit, like, armor. <laughs> and that's what it, that's what some of the concept art looks like, because if you think back to the prequels, the Jedis were, I mean, the Jedis, the Jedi were at the peak of, like, on the downturn, really. Like, they were yeah. on the way out. And you're right, there was a lot of old dusty robes, and not even old, but just robes, and not a lot, like, they weren't battle-hardened, you know? They weren't yeah. fighters, they were, they were like... Uh, religious, politi- They were political, they were religious, they were kind of just, like, you know, out there. They weren't necessarily... The way that this brief description, we don't have a lot of information, it literally, this announcement literally came out, like, 16 hours ago, um... The Jedi in the in the prequels were not soldiers. They were, like you said, they they didn't have armor. They were just kind of political figures. This makes it seem like, and in the pictures, the the concept art uh, makes it seem like you know they do. They have shoulder pads. They have wrist guards. They had actual armor. They had curved lightsabers. They had 
it, very wild, wild west, very knights uh, the knights of the old republic. But people are also hearkening to knights of the round table. So um, you know these Jedi were sent out to the outer rims, and, and a lot of them focused on Coruscant. And and they had this new adversary called the Nile, which is this race of like space Vikings that um, kind of you know would attack according to Lu- Lucasfilm. So um, a lot of crazy stuff here, but I'm really digging it. I'm really digging that direction. Oh yeah. Now I'm 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 feeling I'm smelling what they're stepping in uh, on that one uh, for sure. But uh, you know, there's. Well, yeah, what were your reservations on it? Besides the fact there's only five books that have been announced. <laughs> well, well, a couple books and a couple of comics. It's that I don't know if, if this has ever happened before, but a trailer, if we're all being honest with each other, a trailer, a visual trailer, a video, was released for a series of books. Yeah. So so what does, yeah. that, um, what does that even mean, quite yeah. per se? <laughs> Well, what it means to me, and again, every time, the reason I like these Star Wars news, following Star Wars news so much, and me and Joe were literally just talking about it on Florida Craft Beer Day. He's like, what are you going to do now? There's no, there's no Star Wars news. Well, Joe, yeah, there is. There's Star Wars news. Always, Star Wars is going to be part of your life forever until you die, so just get used to it. But Jeez, uh, <laughs> what, is it, what does it mean? It's like, well, it means that they're kicking off and they're committing to a particular direction. So the whole thought process of these books, or at least the way it's described, these books, these novels, and these comics um, are that it is one cohesive story that takes us on a journey. So like... Every other piece of canon novelization so far has not been summed up in a series besides, you know, the Skywalker series, the Skywalker saga, um, like this. And every one has been, well, this one's four years after the Battle of Yavin. This one's ten years before. This one's after the Battle of Endor. This one, you know, they're all kind of these onesie twosie ones. This is saying, no, 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 this this High Republic is going to be one story that is intertwined in between all these characters and tales and, and comics. So what that tells me is that, yeah, yeah, in 2020, they're going to kick it off with a couple books, a couple comics. But they've talked about 2022, 2023, where the next movies come out. This this is where the movies are going to be. They're going to be placed right in the middle of this with whatever that canon is that they're describing and that they're creating. Almost independently of the books, they can still tell a story, but it'll still be woven in to get the full color and the, and the full flavor of you know, the whole high Republic and what that means. So for me that this is a jumping off point. It means that we've found a direction we're going to go in and now the movies are coming. My opinion. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I see. Okay. Yeah. It could I be can, wild speculation, but that's yeah. what I see. That's what I see out of it. No, I can, I can definitely see that being the timeline and whatnot. Um, I mean, it's kind of brutal for anybody who enjoyed, I don't know, per se, like the dichotomy between, you know, the empire and the resistance and cause like, what are you going to be? I mean, now you're going to be looking at the bad guys and the good guys and like, yeah, it's all cool. Like I get that, but you know, some of us enjoyed the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm not well, naming names, but myself, they're always, there's always going to be bad guys. But one of the, one of the key things in that trailer they talked about was that this all stems off the, the line that Obi-Wan had where he was like, you know, thousand generations ago there was the jedi and it's kind of cool to see that i think because you're talking four five generations maybe ago so it could really be like the sith aren't really a thing they're kind of in hiding you know at this stage right according to canon 
And so it does leave room for a totally different bad guy. And that's what the, this this Nile, you know, these folks come in. So um, I'm super stoked for it. Plus, they showed a little bit of like a wishboard or like a dream chart. And it was mm-hmm. talking about Relic Hunters, Sith Empire, Chaos Agents, Splinter Group of Force Users, Rival Houses, and Dinosaurs. Hell yeah. They, I'll take dinosaurs. They did have droids in the maybe category. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's definitely going to be droids in there. But again, part of it, what boils down to was was the simple question that I think they, they had talked about, which is what scares the Jedi? And it could very well be this this weird outside group that even George Lucas and some of his early, early stuff had talked about integrating into the story. So I'm, I'm all about it. I'm super all about it. I'm, um, did did you read any of the uh, the synopsis for these these novels these comic books because they only released a few of them? Yeah, I believe four is what you had on the list, but uh, I think I actually read them all. So because they both yeah they both reference how these characters that they introduce you to though they come you know from uh, jungle moons or from you know wherever Coruscant, there's this thing this disaster that happens and it sends them off into spiral spiraling different angles and they're both you know it, it, it again from the description of where this period kind of is its own standalone story but yet it's all interconnected makes me think that how cool would it be if we had a couple stories that consist of several main characters and maybe they do weave in and out of each other but it all does stem around how does this sector handle that issue how does this sector handle the same thing being somewhere else i think that's a very interesting and broad way to uh world bid build with star wars and making it a bigger universe uh telling a similar story i think that's really cool so i'm super stoked about it yeah i mean i'm, I'm definitely very stoked about it i mean anything star wars sign me up but again i just i just can't help but feel like some of the people who have relied upon the same favorite aspects of the current star wars they're just going to be Unless they're like, like closely, I don't know, replicated, then they're just going to be feeling like they're like, I don't even know what this is anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like well, I think you know, monsters, different planets, different everything. Yeah. Like if nothing overlaps at all, then it's like. Well, stuff well, will because Coruscant's already been mentioned in there, so Coruscant will definitely overlap, and the yeah. Jedi Order will definitely overlap, and I think there'll be stuff working in the background that will certainly overlap, but it. I'm interested to get almost a soft reboot on the franchise and say, all right, where can we go from here? So, so. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It'll be it's it's going to be hard to detach, but it's it's like you said, there's going to be some people that love what they had and will not get it anymore and yada yada. So, Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But there's a Wookiee Jedi. That's cool. It's cool with me. You wanted a Wookiee on a sled. How about a Wookiee with a lightsaber? There was a Wookiee in a light, with a lightsaber from the Clone Wars series. Well, there's one. Is there? Yeah. No. It's when they, well, I'm sorry. It shouldn't be the Clone War series. Technically, this was Rebels, which mm-hmm. um, uh, it was, I believe it was Rebels. Dang it. Now I'm second-guessing myself. No. Well, there's one on the was, cover of one of these stupid books, so I'm all about that. Ahsoka Tano, so it was absolutely, um, it was Clone Wars, the animated series. So they when they were building their own lightsabers, um, Ahsoka Tano took a bunch of Padawans to build like or to go find their kyber crystals and <laughs> build their lightsabers. And Mr. one of them Skywalker. was Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of them was a uh, a Wookiee. So 
I already seen it, but he was a Padawan. Yeah. Well, this would be cool to see an actual Wookiee Jedi as well. So who knows? Who knows? Padawan who knows? Who knows? made a wooden lightsaber, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Not very effective, though. No, he's, he wasn't made out of wood. The blade <laughs> part, you dingus. <laughs> oh, God. Just the handle was like wood, wood engraved like, or mahogany or something like he's that. He's just holding know. a stick, and he's like, like, yeah, he doesn't really get it, does he? We think well, there's a bit me. of a language barrier. <laughs> there were a few of them in that episode that did not get it, but it's oh, all geez. good. They all figured it out. Well, okay, speaking of figuring this out, this is a very Star Wars-heavy um, geek news section because... You and I got the pleasure of riding Rise of the Resistance. How fun was that? It was amazing. And if you follow our YouTube channel, Craft Brews and Geek News, you will see that we actually not only got to uh, to ride, document, and then share our whole experience, but we also uh, posted our tips and tricks on how to get a boarding pass. Because if you're a family coming to Disney World or Disneyland hoping to get on this ride, you are wrong. You're going to be very wrong. going to get a wet ass, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Someone gonna get a wet ass, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's not gonna be on that ride because you won't get on. Um, mm-hmm. What a bear that is to do. 7 a.m., hours and hours of prep, hours and hours of waiting just to get on what I think is probably the best ride in the whole <laughs> the whole system so far. So I'm yep. um, super stoked about that. But uh, it is tough. And so I, I found some some stats. And again, I would encourage you to check out our tips and tricks video on the YouTube because... For real, it is, I think, pretty serious if you want to try and get on Rise of the Resistance and you have not, and you're going to Disney World. But Take there's third. also a couple giggles in there, some laughs. We learned yeah. some hard lessons on why not to sleep on your couch. And yep, or to not go in the bus lane. There's all sorts of stuff like that. Again, hard lessons. So Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But the ride itself, man, like I was pulling some stats, and I did a little deep digging on this thing, but... Um, Apparently, there's quite a few delays, which can cause the, a rift in the whole thing. Like, if they delay it, yeah, there's a, so on average, there's about three and a half delays per day, each delay being about 45 minutes long, which is a bear. And when they're trying to funnel through as many guests as they are, that can really put a damper. If you get that boarding group 110, boarding group 100 even, it can really uh, delay your day. You could be there at 7 a.m. and not ride the ride until 9 o'clock p.m. So, Oof. it pays. It pays very much to prepare and to listen and adhere to their, you know, some of the tips and tricks. So, um, my only gripe was uh, I have not heard the recording for um, what they play over, like the people who are actively waiting in line to to you know inform them that hey we're having technical difficulties and whatnot however the the only thing that i can pretty much guarantee didn't happen is how great would it have been is if this was all from the point of view of palpatine and they would go i'm afraid your ride is very much delayed (laughs) like just giving them bad news like how i mean think about it just really think about it you would feel a little bit more immersed if they, if you're been given bad news by the chan, or, you know, well, not the chancellor at that point, but, um, but you know, Palpatine. How wild would that be? And funny yeah. at the same time. That would be pretty good. Um, yeah, it'd be pretty good. I don't know. There's also like, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot to it, but 
Um, I think I think it's a great ride. I really do think it's good. I think the theming is good. I'm sure it's just a standard Disney message about the ride being down, but yeah. they have been pretty good about uh, that. I've heard they've oh. given. <laughs> hey, folks! Uh, hey, you're <laughs> losing a lot of rebel lives here. We're gonna need to postpone some things. Oh, jeez. Oh, geez. oh, goof! Get off that auto turret! <laughs> God. Well, gosh. Oh, you're doing the whole gambit, man. You did a pretty good, pretty good impression. <laughs> oh, nope. Potato land. Potato yeah. land. Gorsh, Mick. I thought that was a veterator class. Oh, God. No, that's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, so definitely definitely check it out. So far, it actually looks like the, the shortest line. The shortest wait time for that ride on average is actually going to happen on Fridays. So good good luck there if you can get there on a Friday and try it out. Um, and then I actually compared that to Smuggler's Run. And for Smuggler's Run, I wanted to see, because now you can get Smuggler's Run on a fast pass. I wanted to see what the best time to visit Smuggler's Run is. And it appears that it is legitimately at the end and end of the day, um, 8 to 10 p.m., depending on park open time. Um, you can get under or damn near 30 minute wait times for that ride so both those rides are just getting their bottoms knocked out they're really doing well but um smuggler's run is amazing as we both know and and that's also on youtube um rise of resistance is probably my favorite ride to date so very exciting about that um one more story though and you actually sent this over regarding smuggler's run um chewy mode yeah. So there are stories popping up all over the place about Chewy Mode. Do you want to elaborate on that? Uh, I mean, I don't really know a whole lot more than the info that I sent over. Um, but, I mean, in a nutshell, it is actually... Chewy Mode is a series of inputs and things that you can do in order to, instead of having Hondo, the space pirate, or space or spice pirate, I forget which one he prefers. Um, yeah, both. Yeah, kind of both, but... Um, Hondo, the pirate, um, kind of giving you orders and whatnot or giving you kind of pointers and things like that. Instead of all that, you can just have Chewbacca violently screaming at you. Yeah, for five whole minutes. Yeah, and it I'm not gonna lie, sounds amazing. Like I I bet quite literally, but uh yeah, no, I this this came out and apparently took a lot of people a lot of time and a lot of tries um to figure this all out, but uh yeah, how cool would that be to just the whole time you're just getting the Chewbacca style? I mean, just everything, like all of it. Ugh, it'd be glorious. Yeah, it's pretty good. And so let's just run over the instructions on how to do it. Um, there's basically, there's basically like I think three or four steps here. So first and foremost, all this has to be done before the cast member finishes checking the seat belts. So the yellow thing. Uh, and when you pull the yellow thing, then he goes back and hits his OK button. His or her. So what has to happen is the engineers in the gutter have to hit hold a white button and then hit the orange activation button. And you have to hold it like a shift key on a keyboard. So you hold the white down and you tap your orange activation button. The engineers have to do that. The gunners have to do that. And then the pilots, the left and right, so the main pilot and the co-pilot also need to push their controls to the extreme left, right, or up, down position, and then hit your activation, the green buttons, the activation buttons, um, when the controller is in that upward or downward or left or right 
position. So not just sitting open, they have to be pushed all the way to one way or the other and then hit the activation button. And again, all six, I guess, steps have to occur before they finish their yellow, you know, yellow seatbelt tag and then all good activation check. Yeah. So it's pretty... It's pretty serious. It's pretty intense. And the the video that I saw, they had to do it three times before they could even like get it right. But to Laos's point, then what you get for five minutes is Chewie yelling at you instead of any understandable like yep. words. Less helpful, literally. <laughs> so whoever yeah. wants who likes a challenge? Who likes a challenge? <laughs> Hopefully anybody crazy enough to try this. Yeah. Um so that's pretty good. That's actually really good. I'm I'm super stoked about that. But Heck yeah. um I, I don't I don't know when I'll be able to get to try that. I mean maybe we'll be able to hop on sometime. But you'll need like five people to do it, so Hey look, man. We can come up with five people. That's yeah. uh yeah. Yeah, I guess we could. It's easier said than or easier done than said, I suppose. That's true. <laughs> but on on that note, you got anything else, man? I mean, I know this has been a super short episode. Like I said, I'm traveling tonight, so I'm trying to keep it real quiet here. This is probably going to be a 45-minute episode, if that. Um, oh, so you're going to cut out all my good stuff, huh? Yeah, I'm going to cut out your best work. Ugh. All, all the people are going to hear from you is blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah. come on, man. Don't just leave all the poopy noises in. That's bullshit. <laughs> I sound like That'd a dang old ding dong. <laughs> It'd be a shitty thing to do. I'll give you that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's it. Mr. Lossman, where can the good kids find you? I can be found at Mr. Lossman. I'm trying to send some of these sweet, sweet stories that I send to the podcast here. I'm trying to send them more, but um, <laughs> but I will. All right. Yeah, and um, you can find us, of course, um, at, like I said, I referenced the Facebook group, Crap Brews and Geek News, the YouTube page, Crap Brews and Geek News. Um, I'm on Twitter uh, at the Crap Brews and Geek News Twitter handle, as well as uh, Brewmasters Club on Instagram. Um, so I do some some tweeting, some stuff there, but really our main action, our main focal point is our YouTube channel where we post out something probably once every week, every other week. Um, and then our Facebook group, which has a ton of dialogue. There's, there's anywhere between five and 50 posts, you know, going on at any given time and people commenting on stuff and it's really active. So I appreciate everybody. Um, and, uh, and I think that's it. So, uh, Mr. Lousman, as we say at the end of every podcast, don't be like louses. Don't sleep on your couches. There you go. That was good. Good job, everybody. Ah, yay. Yay. I found this on the floor. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.